Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. Well... People are really, really upset about my top 10 list of alcohols. People are, people are bull about my booze list. They think I drink too much. I hardly drink. Literally, I might drink three, four, maybe seven times. Maybe I do drink too much. I don't know. But people are really upset about my booze list. They're pissed about it. I don't know why people are pissed about my booze list. For those of you that didn't hear my previous podcast, I had a list of top 10 boozes. I'll just go through my top five. Three olives. Grape was number five. Number four was Tito's. Number three was Patron. Number two was Woodford Reserve. And number one was Captain Morgan's 100. And people are upset about it. What's your favorite booze? God forbid you drink. My God. The the drink, the booze police are, are all over the place. How dare you have a beverage? The hell is wrong with people? Honestly, the society is going to shit. You can't drink anymore. You can't have your shirt off. Put your shirt back on, you filthy animal. Someone says the list is terrible. Well, bro, what's what's on your list? You send me your list. What do you want to drink? At the end of the program, this is Spazzing Out America's podcast. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio or iHeartMedia, whatever it is, Odyssey. Hey Alexa, play Spazzing Out America's podcast. I do the podcast five times a week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights. I record it live on Instagram and on Facebook. If you're watching on Instagram or Facebook, follow me on those pages. Not many people watching live. 3,000 downloads an episode though. 3,000 streams. It gets more than that. But the initial upload, you get about 3,000 streams and growing. Soon, mm, soon I will have a sponsor. Maybe an alcoholic beverage company will, will sponsor me. Or maybe 5-Hour Energy will, will sponsor me. Which is, bro, it ain't your shirt bring, bring, bringing off its own. Off, I don't know. I can't read, bro. I can't. See, if I try to read the comments while I do the podcast, it, it completely fucks me up. It completely, completely, completely messes me up. But people are upset about my booze list. So why don't you hit me up and what what the booze is. Towards the end of the program, the last few minutes, I'm going to allow people to join me. It usually only works on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram and you'd like to comment on what your favorite booze is, I'll let you in. If you'd like to comment on why trophies for everyone is ruining America, I'll let you in on it. And if you want to comment on the CDC problem, I will let you in on it. Here's my beef. I just went to a recital. My beautiful daughter... I, I've been going, let me just back this up. I've been going to recitals for years. I've been, I'm so sick and tired of going to recitals. My kids are good dancers. My son, he's 13. He's a good dancer. God bless his soul. He doesn't want to dance anymore. So I don't have to go to recitals for him. I'll probably have to go to karate things. Or maybe he'll take up baseball or basketball. Or maybe he'll be in a Dungeons and Dragons tournament. And I'll go and I'll watch. Huzzah! Mm. Mm. 
I will smote thee. I will pull thee card. Oh, wait, there's no cards in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I have created the character that drinks no bruises. What, Narium? That's not how the game works. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, my, my son's pipe. My son loves Dungeons and Dragons. He's moved from dancing to Dungeons and Dragons, which is okay. It's his life to live. I'm happy for him. No beef. I'm just glad I don't have to go to that recital anymore. But I went to my daughter's recital. She's six years old. It was at Revere High School. It was great. Awesome. Paid, I don't know, seven, $800 for her to dance this year, to go to a recital, to watch her up on the stage for two minutes and watch her push other girls out of the way or as they sit there and bounce because they don't really fucking dance. They just don't. Now, the older girls do. The high school ones, they're really good. But my daughter at six years old and the amount of money it costs for the two costume changes, three actually, so she had two dances in the finale, so you have the shirt, the two costume changes, had to buy flowers, had to buy her something, and yet I, I got this sense of aggravation while I was there because they were selling trophies. When I got there, they were selling trophies. You could buy, or you could have pre-ordered a trophy with your daughter's name on it. And I'm looking, and my daughter... Well, I'll get to this at the end. She was looking, for, she was hoping to get a trophy. She got flowers. My son gave her some flowers. I thought that was very nice. She got a little teddy bear, little tiny uh, beanie baby. Congratulations, honey. You worked really hard to push other girls out of the way. I'm so proud of you. It's amazing. But no, I didn't get you a trophy. No, dad did not buy you a trophy. Why? Because you didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. Trophies, medals, are for winners. They're for winners. If you win, you this wasn't a competition. It was a recital. There was no victor. There were no judges to decide who the winner is and who the loser is. That's the problem in America. We don't have winners anymore. We don't have losers. Nobody wins. Nobody loses. We don't keep score. You can now buy a trophy with your daughter's name on it for being there, for showing up, for participating. And it's a huge problem because as they grow older, they don't have any competition. They don't want to be the best. They don't want to work hard to get something. They think that they should just get it. They should just get the job. Well, I'm here. Just give me the job. They think they should just get into college. They think that they should live for free. And this is going to get me into my next topic. We'll get to in a second. The CDC. The CDC has decided to go one more month on their moratorium for people to pay rent, and it's devastating, devastating to landlords, absolutely devastating, but we'll get into how this ties together, because everybody thinks they're a winner, because everybody thinks they deserve something for nothing, and I blame the parents, I blame you, you, I blame you, I don't give my kids shit trophies, I'm sitting there with my son, and I was joking around with my wife, and I said, hey, I go, oh, you didn't buy Presley a trophy, and now my, my kid gave me this look like, what? What, Dad? We don't give... Nobody in this family gets a trophy if they didn't do anything. We don't do that, Dad. We turn down belts if we feel like... My son turns down karate belts if he feels like he didn't earn it. If he feels like the instructor just gave it to him because Dad or Pepe or his mom paid for that week. Paid for the belt. Paid for the test. No. No. That's not how we raise kids here. We win or we lose. And if we lose, we work harder to be better next time. We don't get a trophy for not winning. We don't get a trophy for just showing up. I started that shit when my kid played soccer. I was disgusted that my four-year-old son got a trophy 
They, they handed him out. I would throw that fucking thing in the garbage. Get that out of here. Absolutely not. So I blame you. If you raise your kids to think that they get something, they get a reward for nothing, they should get a medal for nothing. For example, my son the other day, him and his boy, they wanted pizza. Oh, Dad, we want some pizza. I said, that's great. You want some pizza? Get your ass outside and pull the weeds. And they, and they did. Get outside. I want you to pull the weeds from this section to this section. Naram and his buddy, Hakeem. Ha, ha. It's not Hakeem. It's Hakeem. Hakeem. They went out there and they pulled the weeds and I got them some pizza. That was the pay for their hard work. They don't just get something. It's not just free. And this is the problem in this country. Parents, they feel bad. They want to be their kid's best friend. I'm, I, listen, I'm, I love my son. I love my daughter. But they both know that I'm not their best friend. They know I'm a pretty cool dad. I, I, let, I let some things slide. But when push comes to shove, dad can be a pretty hot ass. Dad doesn't let certain things slide. I push back on a lot. I want my kids to understand that they have to understand the value of a dollar. That they have to understand what it's like to work hard to earn something. So when you give your six-year-old daughter a trophy with her name on it for something she didn't earn, you do her a disservice and you do the country a disservice. You do the United States of America a disservice by giving your daughter a fucking trophy for doing nothing. Nada. For doing nothing. Literally. Getting up on stage and bouncing around. You don't get a trophy for that. You get a that a boy. Honey, you did great. Daddy, I did. I told her, I go, hon, I'm so proud of you. And I was. <clears throat> it takes a lot of nuts to get up on stage in front of a lot of people. <laughs> nuts. I taught her. <laughs> it takes a lot of uh, guts to be able to get on stage in front of a couple hundred people and to get out there and dance. So I'm proud of her of that. And she actually has got better at dancing. She looks good. My son's gotten better at it over the years too. But unless you win, you don't get anything. And that's a tough lesson to learn, but it's a necessary lesson to learn at a young age. That's why sports are so important. Kids need to learn how to lose. And they need to learn how to win. And they need to get that feeling of, why did that girl get a trophy? Well, honey, she won. She's the best. She got the trophy. And you, you need to feel that. That's how you grow. That's how you get better. That's how you get that burn in the pit of your stomach because you want to be the best. Because you want to elevate yourself. If we just give everybody trophies, everybody will become complacent. Everyone will believe that they deserve something they don't. Everybody will just say, well, I, don't, I should just get a pizza. I don't have to do anything for it. I should just get an A. I don't have to work for that. I should just get a job. I should make 50, 60, 70, $100,000 a year. Just like the other guy. But the other guy worked his fucking ass off to get there. The other guy grinded. I grind every day. I'm a grinder. I fucking grind. I want to win. I want to move up. It's unacceptable for me to sit here and say, oh, it's okay for my kids to not do the same thing that I did. They have to do the same. For me, for my family... And for America to move forward, we have to hold our kids to the standards that our parents held us to. My old, you fucking kidding me? My dad, if I ever came, I can't, I did, I won, I took third place at a tournament. My dad had a shrine for my brother Mike. My brother Mike, they, they, I don't think the kid fucking ever lost. He was a phenomenal wrestler. 
He won every single tournament. New England champ four fucking times. He's an All-American. Went to college for free. My dad had a shrine. A shrine for my brother. Now, I did all sorts of sports. And I did okay. But I never won anything. And I and, and literally, so this is what you got. And, and man, the, the shrine wasn't just for my brother. If you actually won something, your trophy could go up there. I had one fucking trophy up there my entire life. In seventh grade, I won the science fair. And so that's the only trophy my whole fucking life. I, I once put up a third place trophy. My dad fucking snagged it and he threw the shit out. He said, that doesn't go up there. This is for winners. This is, for, this is, this is the fucking mantle. For championships. Period. There was no bullshit. But he loved he loved my science fair trophy. He was super proud. He wasn't there. He didn't see me win. He didn't think I would win. As a matter of fact, when I was showing him the project that I was doing, he said it looks like shit. That's just like that. That looks like crap. Is that the best you can do? And you know what? I went upstairs and I worked a little bit harder on it. I did. I went and I fucking painted the thing a different color. I made it a little more... I, I just... I made it better. And that might have set me different. That might have been the reason that pushed me over the edge because my dad never let me off the hook. My father always said, so you got an A, but you didn't get an A+. How come? You got a B, but you didn't get an A. What's going on here? Why? What happened? How can you be better? That's always pushing me to be my best. Always. And that's what I try to do with my kids. My son, Nariam, he did pretty good in school this year. First thing I said to him, I said, but really, congratulations. What can you do differently to better yourself? What could you have done? I just went to his recital. I, this is but my daughter had her recital today. My son had a recital a few weeks ago. And I said, hey, bud, you did a pretty good job. I liked it. But what could you do to improve? I literally, I'm like, what can you do to improve? I always ask my kids that. What can you do to be better? And if you're not asking that about your kids, if you're not pushing your kids, you're doing them a disservice. And I'm not going to tell you how to parent your kids because I hate people that do that. You do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. And my kids will be ready. My kids, when, when, and, and you're making, and if you don't push your kids, you're just making it easy for me. You're making it easy for my kids to accept. My daughter will rip. My six-year-old daughter will beat the fuck out of your 13-year-old son. She will tear his fucking head off. She's not lying. She will kill you. She's a killer. 100%. So now this gets me on to my, my, my next, um, my next topic that, that I'm pissed about. This is how it ties together, okay? This is, this is how everybody wins ties together with what's going on right now in the United States of America. Now, the, the, of course, we've had a, 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 an alleged pandemic for 15 months where the government really fucked everybody and they shut down the country, which was disgusting and it killed a lot of small businesses. But it's also killing, it is also annihilating landlords. Landlords, small landlords, not the big guys. The big guys can handle it. The small landlords, the guy that owns a three-family, or maybe owns two, three-families that's got a mortgage and just trying to better himself, just trying to say, hey, you know what? I got this rental property. If I pay off the mortgage in 30 years, by the time I'm 60, I'll own it outright, and it'll be mailbox money for me. It's mailbox money. I can retire off it. I got three units. I charge $2,000 a month. That's $6,000. Let's just say half of it has got to go to fucking paying bills, which you'll make a little bit more than that. 
The other half, you get to keep the dudes making three grand a month. Boom. Mailbox money. He's coming in the mailbox. Well, he's getting fucked right now. He's getting screwed. And he's going to have to sell. He's going to have to get out of it if he doesn't get foreclosed on. 15 months of a moratorium on people not paying rent. And let's be clear on this. The moratorium does nothing to give money to these landlords. It does nothing. As a matter of fact, and, and listen, it does nothing for the people that live there. So, the government has absolutely put landlords in a tough spot. Sell, which is a pretty good time to sell, though, so you probably make your money, make good money. Sell or be foreclosed on. 15 months people haven't been paying rent. They're not giving that money back, by the way. The people who, and, and let me be clear on this, the people who haven't been paying rent are the same bums that weren't paying rent beforehand. Because other people paid. They were good people, hardworking Americans that, that came up with the money. I did it. I was renting a place from a guy. I uh, This dude, Harvey, I rented an office building. It was on Route 38 in Wilmington. I wanted out of the fucking thing. I needed out of it. My business got crushed. Um, I had to sell four of my trucks. I downsized my business to two people working. And I didn't have the money to pay $2,000. I said like $2,500 a month for this building. But I did. I did until my lease was up. All 15 months, this motherfucker, I never missed a goddamn month of rent. I paid him. And I didn't want to. I couldn't afford it. But I signed the lease. My lease came up, thank God, uh, last month. And I and I was like, yeah, I ain't fucking signing. I'm out. See you later. But I honored my commitment because I didn't want this guy to lose his property. He was an older guy. It's it's the only piece of land he owned. I, t- I, I, I would talk to him all the time and I would say, hey, you can trust me. I'm going to get you the money. I, maybe I was a day late, two days, a week or something like that. But I always got him his rent. I did whatever I could to get this guy's rent because I signed a commitment. I could have used the 15, I could have used the moratorium. I could have been like, yeah, fuck you. I ain't paying. No one's paying. Go fuck yourself. Nope. That's not how I roll. And that's, that's the problem. No one's got pride in this country anymore. No one, no one wants to step up. No one's got the balls to call their landlord, have a conversation with them and say, hey, look, I can't afford 1500 because the government shut everything down and you, which you know you could because you were collecting. I, I, I ain't fucking making excuses for you people. You could. You could have because you were collecting unemployment. But instead of paying your rent with it, you were going out. You were taking your girl out to Calhoun's. You were getting booze. You were getting scratch tickets. You were having a good time. And you weren't doing the right thing. And now these people are going to miss out. And the government makes me sick because they're extending it another month. And it does nothing. And that shit now. I don't care. Because, listen, there's something like, uh, it's it's three uh, three million people that are that are in that eviction spot, but it's another six million uh, something that haven't paid rent in in fucking three, four, five months. I don't give a shit. I really don't. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see Americans out on the street. I would much rather yes, I would much rather the government took take money that they're sending to Guatemala now. You know, because sending money to Guatemala is going to keep the immigrants from fucking coming here. It won't. I'd much rather them give the money to the landlords. I would say, yep, you know what? Give all the money to the landlords, but still kick the bums out. Get the fuck out. See you later. That's the problem. We don't make people... We don't make people accountable. My da- Again, we'll go back to Stan. The late, great Stan Paziali. This guy would give me enough rope to hang myself. Always. 
Anthony, you're going to do what you're going to do, but you're dealing with the consequence. He would always say that to me. I don't care what you do, but you're dealing with the shit that comes with it. And he would always, it, it, it was the fucking stove thing. My father would always tell me, he goes, you're always going to touch the stove. And this is a metaphor for the stove is hot. My father would sit here and say, hey, Anthony, the stove is hot. Don't touch the stove. The stove is hot. Don't touch the stove. Sure as shit, I touched the stove fucking every single fucking time. Every time. Because I had to learn for myself. My father could tell me about life till his face turned blue until he dropped dead like he did in the driveway. I'd never listen to him. And he always said, fine. Aunt, you're never going to listen to me. But you're going to deal with the consequence. So when something goes wrong and you call me, I'm not fucking helping you. And he never did. Ever. I would call this dude for something. He'd be like, you figure it out. You, you got it. He would never, ever, ever, ever. And that's what's wrong with the United States of America. Our parents, you as a parent, are always there helping your kid when they fall. They fall on a pile of shit and you run over and you're like, Oh, oh Johnny, why are you in a pile of shit? I gotta help my baby. I'll let me clean his face off. The government does the same thing. Oh, these people, they can't pay their rent. Tough shit. You put them on the street, they'll fucking find a way to pay their rent. You fire them, they will have to find a job. If you don't feed them, they're going to find a way to eat because they'll be forced to. When you get pushed, and I, let me tell you something, bro, I, I work best when I'm put in a corner. I love it. I love when you get me in a corner, can I'm, I'm, I'm like all oh, tight, tight like this. Uh, please put me in a corner because I'm, I'm like a rat, dude. I'm, I'll fucking, <laughs> fucking gnaw my way out. I'm at my best when I'm pushed. So I love working at, at, for years. I work with Greg, right? For Greg Hill, W-E-E-I, that's where he works now. This dude would push me and push me. And I, and I loved it because I love being pushed. I love having someone behind me being like, is that the best you can do? Is this all you got? And if you ain't there doing it, I'll do it for myself. I'll get in my own ear and be like, is this the best you got? Is this the best you can do? Can you do better? How can you do better? What can you do to be better? Always. And it all starts with the parents. And it's, you know what? It's the parents and the government. The second the government lets you off the hook for the shit that you've done, you're going to become complacent. Now, I'm not saying you can't work deals. You got to, my point is you got to be an adult and deal with the consequence. So if you are one of these people that can't afford to pay rent and don't bullshit, you couldn't afford it before. You've just been using it as a crutch. It's time for you to go talk to your landlord and be a man. You go talk to him and you say, hey, Mr. Landlord or Mrs. Landlord, whatever the fuck it is, and apologize. Say, I'm sorry. I've been a scumbag for 15 months and I haven't paid you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a job. I'm going to stop paying rent as of July 1st. All right? Hey, fuck it. We'll, I'll give you the month. Like, oh, you get the month. And August 1st, I'm going to stop paying rent. What's more is I'm going to stop paying you back for the time that I lived here. For the time that I lived here, for the 15 months for free. But I got to do it in small increments. It's not going to be a lot of money, but I'm planning on living here for a long time. So maybe I give you an extra 25 bucks a month. And if you never pay the guy back, no biggie. People just want to see an effort. People want to see that you took a little responsibility. People want to see that you give a fuck. That you care. Or maybe you do something around the house. You say, hey, you know what, Mr. Landlord? I'm, I, I'd like to work off the debt that I owe you. So for the next X amount of months, I'll be your property manager. I'm going to mow the lawn. 
I'm going to keep the house up. I'll, I'll deal with the tenants and I'll come deliver you everybody's check every single month and I'll stop paying my fair share like I'm supposed to. Trust me, most, most landlords would take that. Trust, after 15 months of not getting rent, what they really want is to start to just get rent. They just want to start getting money. So if you could stop paying them, they'd appreciate it. And then you could work it off. You could figure it out. You could figure it out. I'm not saying you need to come up with that loot right away. Trust me. I negotiate shit all the time. My company, my take chunk company is in debt. And I negotiate with the bank all the fucking time. All the time. I negotiate with the, with the truck company. You can. That's part of being a man. Not answering the phone, hanging it up, avoiding your landlord. That's not part of being a man. Part of being a, 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 a fuck it, man, woman, whatever you see, man, I, I hate that shit. Be a grown up. Pull up your fucking pants. Forget about the CDC giving you another month. Another reason for you not to pay. Find a way to stop paying that. And if you can't, talk to your landlord and get out. Say, I'm going to leave. Go find your ass another place to live that you can afford. Or figure out how you can afford this place. Maybe go get another job. Work a part-time gig. Work something out with them to be their property manager. Do friggin' something. But sitting back and thinking that you got the balls to tell me the guy... This is what drives me nuts the most. Is, is the person that's getting screwed over is someone like you and me. We own one... Maybe two rental properties. Maybe we just own the one. Maybe we were like, you know what? I'm going to buy a three-family. I'm going to live on the first floor and rent the other two floors to pay my mortgage. I did that when I was in college. When I was in college, I was 22 years old. I bought a three-family house with my buddy Jeff. We bought it in, uh, in Lowell on Chambers, uh, Chambers, Chamberlain Street. Chamberlain. And we rented out two floors and we lived on the third floor. Actually, we rented out the first floor and the uh, third floor and we lived on the second floor so that we could live rent-free, so that we could go to college. We worked hard. We saved up the money. I was already like three years in working at WAF. Smart move. But imagine if those other two people that were living there couldn't pay, I'd never be able to afford the house, and they would go my dream of owning an investment property, which we ended up selling the house anyway, so it didn't matter. But the point is, it's people like you and I that just want to get a little better. We want to get a little higher than the middle class. Maybe we want to be upper middle class so that when we retire, we get our social security benefit if it's still there, which isn't going to be much. But then we get this residual income that we're going to get from our from our investment property because we'll have owned it and the mortgage will be paid off and we'll pay the taxes and we'll put money away for the upkeep. But we'll get to get a little mailbox money put into our wallet every single month to supplement our shitty ass Social Security, to supplement the little bits of money that we might have put away. Maybe you got a little in the stock market. Maybe you got a 401k. I don't know. But I don't want to be robbed of my retirement because the government told you bums that you didn't have to pay rent. I pay my mortgage. I can't. I can't with you fucking people. Absolutely drives me bonkers. And it's unfair and it's ridiculous and I think that, and I'm not for bailing anybody out. I really ain't. I'm not. But I, I'm. I, if the government is going to spend any fucking money, they need to. They should drop it on these landlords. Let the landlords apply for the money that they didn't get because you, the government, told the renters that they didn't have to pay. It's absolutely disgusting. Man, I'm sweating my nuts off. All right.
Um, I, it, it, I, I'm gonna that that's it for spazzing out, spazzing out America's podcast. If you, but I'm gonna stay on for a minute. If if you want to get on and you want to comment on your favorite booze, trophies for bitches, and and rent, I'll let you do that right now. But you can't do it on Facebook because it, it doesn't work. For some reason, I I can't bring people in on Facebook. So or uh, yeah, I mean I'll try, but the Instagram people aren't gonna see it. So I'll give everybody a second. Um, if you want to try to get on, let me see. I don't even know how it works. If not, no big deal. We'll just end the podcast. I'm trying to do my best to interact with people and I haven't people. We did it last week. We had a few people on live. It worked out pretty good, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen this time around. All right. No biggie guys. Thank you so much for listening to spazzing out America's podcast tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I'm on WEI on the morning show. But if you're watching me right now, tomorrow morning, I'll be on WEEI, the Hillman, the Greg Hill Show, tomorrow. Greg's on vacation. I'll be in with the other guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. God bless America.